Welcome to the Sack of Sass podcast. I am your host, Pam Maldonado, without Gil Gross of the Monday Match Analysis. Instead, I'm here to bring you all of the analytics behind the ATP bets, writing solo. Yes, I am here by myself, no Gil, because it is 11.30 p.m. here in Austin, Texas, and I have a boat party that I have to go to tomorrow. So between him and I, we really couldn't work out our schedules. So instead, I'm going to be doing this solo And I am here to talk about the ATP Wimbledon final between six-time Wimbledon champion Novak Djokovic and the bad boy of tennis, the big power server in Nick Kyrgios. Looking at the betting odds, the opening money line had Djokovic as a minus 500 favorite. That line is now dropped and he is just, just a minus 410 favorite. The opening line for Kyrgios, on the other hand, he was initially a plus 370 dog, plus 375 underdog, and now he is plus 330. And I have seen that even as low as three to one. So the game spread for this match, it is four and a half and the total is 39 and a half from the opening 38 and a half. I am super excited for this matchup. I am super bummed that we're not getting a Rafa Nadal against Novak Djokovic final. But if it wasn't Nadal, then I am at least happy that it is Kyrgios. And I just got to say, it's 1130 at night. It's 1140 at night now. I just finished writing a whole damn thesis. And I mean, like everything imaginable that I could think of, I searched because this was something that we were all expecting. This was a match that we were all like, okay, this is going to happen. Djokovic is going to get through Nori. He, uh, Kyrgios has the walkthrough, walkover Nadal. So it's going to be these two. And yet I got to the typing and I was like, what happens? <laughs> and I had to, I had to jet to the gym. I had to take a break, a mental reset. And I had to think about this match from an entirely different angle perspective, because it's just so easy in my mind to just be like, oh, it's Kyrgios. He's playing well. He's interested. He wants to do this him all the way. There's a few things to that. Like I said, I just finished writing a whole damn thesis. So all of this is still fresh in my brain, but I'm going to try to make this quick because I would like to go to bed. (laughs) But what is on the line first off for Djokovic in his ATP final at Wimbledon? Well, first of all, this is his, this could be, if he wins, his fourth straight Wimbledon title, the seventh of his career. A win for Djokovic would put him tied with Pete Sampras for the second most Wimbledon wins, just one short of Federer. This would also be a number slam, number 21, that would push him past Federer and just one behind Rafa Nadal after Nadal took Australian Open and, of course, Roland Garros earlier this year. Now, what's on the line for Kyrgios? This is his first, this could be his first title in a major of his career. Had he played Nadal, that would have been the first semifinal in a major, but now he skipped over that and jumped straight for his first title run. This is pretty remarkable, remarkable stuff from Kyrgios, considering he has such raw talent. And yet this is the first major in the final of his career. But I do want to talk a little bit about experience. And you're looking at Djokovic. You're talking about one of the most decorated players in all of tennis. He has an 85 to 10 win loss record just here at Wimbledon. Seven times he has reached the final and has only one loss. And that was to Sir Andy Murray, another part of another player that was part of the big four fantastic on grass earlier in his career. Djokovic has actually won four titles in four sets or better. Only two of his six titles went to a full five and both of them were against Roger Federer. That is very telling to something because Roger Federer is, has the most Wimbledon titles in all of ATP. 
Now, if you're looking at just majors, Djokovic has a 333 to 47 win loss record. Kyrgios is 51 and 29. The scale is starting to tip. This is Djokovic's 32nd Grand Slam final. This is Kyrgios' first. Um, let me correct myself because I know I'm going to have a lot of people send some messages. Kyrgios, Kyrgios. I need to get Kyrgios out of my mind. Kyrgios. This is Djokovic's 32nd Grand Slam final. This is Kyrgios' first. And in his career, Djokovic has played 124 finals, 87 total titles. Kyrgios has played just nine. And though he has won six of them, None of them were on grass. So now I want to talk about how I see this match going. Like I said, I wrote an entire thesis. I have no idea if it's going to come to fruition. This is probably one of the predictions that I feel least confident in. Pretty much nailed the semifinal between Djokovic and Nuri. Nuri, that one was pretty simple. It all worked out. Nailed it. This one is a little bit more difficult. But I do have to be honest, and I'm going to be transparent. I have a Djokovic plus 110 features that I took prior to the start of grass season. I'm not just saying that I have it. I posted it to Twitter, and I wrote an article about it for Yahoo. So it is out into the ethers. But I am letting that ride. For one, I am not somebody who likes to hedge. Um, There's different approaches for people who ask, well, should I hedge? It's entirely up to you. It's entirely dependent on how much your bet was in the first place, how much your bankroll is. Is it life-changing money? Is it going to help or hurt your situation? And if your bet loses, are you going to feel bad about that loss? For me, it's not life-changing money and a loss won't hurt and a win is not going to potentially just like throw up my bankroll to even more than what it is. So for me, this matchup comes down to, so I'm going to let my futures ride. First off, but for me, this matchup comes down to three things. Number one, fitness. Number two, experience. And number three, the mental game. As you say all those out loud to yourself, fitness, experience, mental game. Tell me who holds the edge in all three. It's my man. It's my man, Novak. Just so you know, it's happening. Okay. I just want to get that out there that, yes, I am a Djokovic truther anyway but in this tournament Kyrgios he has served up one of the strong suits of his game is definitely that serve he is probably the best server in all of tennis I know that people want to say that it's Isner but I really believe that it's more so Kyrgios because not only does he have the power he has the placement too he can really hit his marks anytime first serve second serve and plus he has the speed so Kyrgios has served 121 matches so far in this tournament That is a lot of free points. But the problem with that is that he needs to, one, bring that exact same heat in order for him to even have a chance in this match. The problem with that is that Djokovic is the best returner in the world and his serves are going to be coming back and they're going to be coming back with pace and they're going to be coming back with depth. Djokovic is going to be able to start up a point, start up a rally, and that is not what Kyrgios wants. He needs to keep these points short. And the reason for that is because the this is the deepest that Kyrgios has ever gone in a major. His fitness is not equal to that of Gumby that we have seen, the Gumby of Djokovic. We have seen him Superman his way every point he gets to. He's fast. He's smart. He has the mental stamina, the physical stamina to withstand a best of five. I'm not sure that Kyrgios has that. 
We have yet to see it. Literally, we have yet to see it this deep in a major. He has never made it this far. So not only is his fitness into question, how is he going to keep the point short against the world number one returner, serve and Bali? On the return, he has to come into the net. He has to put the points away because he does not want to get Djokovic in rhythm. What we have seen from Djokovic is he kind of is slow. He has been a little bit slow out of the gate. Well, the longer the points get, the deeper the turn, the deeper the match goes, he's starting to find his form. He's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. All of a sudden, his rhythm, his timing, it's on. Boom. He puts it away in four sets and gets it done. Another thing that Karyas has to do is he absolutely has to stay focused in this match. Now, one interesting thing for me is I do watch a lot of the player interviews, post-match interviews, pre-match interviews. And what was interesting to me about um, Karyas is in this tournament, yes, he seems a lot more interested in winning a title. He's talked about how he was very vocal to his team that he wanted to come out and not only run deep, but potentially lift the trophy. Well, in his match against Christian Garin, the Chilean clay court player, that match, he won in straight sets, but he was very focused in that match. Kyrgyz said in the post-match interview that he didn't actually toss out any underhand serves. He didn't go for anything that was unconventional tactics. He wasn't undisciplined. He wasn't unfocused. He really was like, in the moment, I got to get this done. And the reason for that was because he recognized how good of a player um, Garin actually was. He said that he considered himself the best server in the world. And right out of the gate, Garin put away his, with the forehand, forehand winners off his serve back to back to back. And he was like, okay, Garin, this guy can return. Well, if he's thinking that to a player like Christian Garin, what is he going to think of Novak Djokovic? And so because of that focus, he was able to get it done in straight sets. It's just going to be a different beast now going up against Novak. Now, the reason why I feel strongly that Djokovic is winning this match is because, yes, both players absolutely do have the weapons to contend to this. They both have a net game. They both have the drop shots. They both have the slice. They both have the serves, but it is a different type of serve. Nick, he has the speed. He has the power. Djokovic, he has the placement. He knows exactly where he wants to go with his serves, and that is why he can get as many aces as any of competitor as big as a Kyrgios. Novak has the fitness, experience, and the mental toughness. All three things that I'm looking forward to win a major final, Djokovic possesses. But Nick is 2-0 against Novak. Okay, the thing with that is that both of those matches that he won, that Kyrgios won over Djokovic, was back in 2017. We're in 2022. Tell me how many titles, how many more experience Novak has gained from then until now. Both of the matches that Kyrgios won was on hard court. And then number three, both of those matches, something that probably people are going to overlook, but because I am so obsessed with Djokovic, I immediately remembered is two things about 2017. One, Djokovic was plagued with injury. He actually ended up skipping the second half of the year because of a elbow injury, because of an elbow injury. Now, I'm not saying that that came into play early in the season when he faced Kyrgios in both matches, but it could have because he had some really un-Novak-like losses. One of them was to Dennis Istoman in the second round of the Australian Open. 72 unforced errors, nine double faults, and then he goes off and he faces um, Kyrgios not too long after. But besides that, both times, 
tell me what are the coincidence both times that Djokovic ends up facing Kyrgios. It is when he faced and defeated Juan Martin Del Potro in the match before. Now, Delpo is not a player that you want to take lightly. He is one of the best players of all time. Fantastic server, fantastic everything. He has a slice. He is one of the greats. So now you go through two taxing matches to beat Delpo, and then you face Kyrgios exactly after. Plays in Alcapuco, beats Delpo, loses to Kyrgios the next week. Novak plays at Indian Wells, beats Delpo, loses to Kyrgios. That's all of that matters. You can't just look at a score line. You can't look at a box score and be like, A happened, so B is the result. Everything has a storyline to it, and you have to kind of dig a little deeper. So that's what I remembered, went back, sure enough. And if you're looking at in his career, including this week, Kyrgios has played only 14 five-set matches. But Nick is 11-3 and three in those matches. I saw that a lot on Twitter this week, that he didn't want to bait him in the fifth set because he has such a strong record in the fifth set. Yes, but then my question is, who did he face? His only top 15 win that Kyrgios played was against a number 14 player at the time in Richard Gasquet at the 2014 Wimbledon. Every single other player was ranked 84, 58. You're talking about lower level players, and now you're going up against Novak Djokovic. Top five losses. Players, when Kyrgios has played against top five opponents in majors, whether it's at been at Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, Australian Open, when Kyrgios has faced top five opponents, he has losses to Daniil Medvedev, Grigor Dimitrov, David Ferrer, Rafael Nadal, three times, all of which were in four set losses. He also has three set losses to Roger Federer and Andy Murray three times. Only one match, only one match in his career <laughs> has Kyrgios faced a top, top, top level opponent in a five-set match, and that was Dominic Team at the 2021 Australian Open. Thing about that, it was early in the tournament. That was a third round. That wasn't week two, this deep in a major. After a couple of five-set matches in a final, something that he's never experienced before. Number two, Team was coming off his first major win where he won the U.S. Open, and then he hit back-to-back finals because he then played Roland Garros, which was played in October um, because of the COVID whole COVID situation and the change, and then rested until the Australian Open. So he really just caught uh, Dominic Team in a really good spot. It was one of the most thrilling matches. I absolutely, I remember that match like it was yesterday. It was so exciting. It was so thrilling. Kyrgios was up two sets to love and Dominic Team had one of the greatest comebacks that I've seen um, definitely in recent years. But it was another a fortunate, and it was just another fortunate timing for Kyrgios. And again, now you're going up against Novak Djokovic. Even still, if you still want to use that record as like hearsay, as like this is, this matters. Well, Djokovic is 37 and 10 in five set matches. So who has the edge? Once again, it's Djokovic. And let us not forget, let us not forget that Kyrgios in this tournament here just last week at Wimbledon nearly lost to Paul Jubb. Paul Jubb. No disrespect to Paul Jubb. Respect to you. Great game. That was a good match. In the first round, 22 years old, ranked 219th on tour. 
Now you're going against Djokovic. He was then pushed. Kyrgios was then pushed to another five sets to Brandon Nakashima. Good player, no doubt. He's one of the up-and-coming American players for sure, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do here in the next few months, especially at the U.S. Open on hard court. That's where he excels. Still no Djokovic, 20 years old, ranked number 56 on tour. Novak was world number one for 373 weeks. Experience, experience, experience is going to come into play. Kyrgios, now, fine. I've said my piece. Now let's look at some of the betting options because there aren't many, honestly. I'm going to be honest and say I have my plus 110 ticket. That's probably all I am touching because this is a very difficult match. Kyrgios is a bit of a wild card. We don't know if he's just going to come out right out of the gate firing ace after ace after ace. We've never seen him in this position before. We don't know how he's going to react. He did one interview his actually just this morning. He did. uh, It was posted up online to Wimbledon website this morning where he talked about yesterday. He got one hour of sleep because he was so nervous. He's already so nervous and anxious for this final to happen that he's already losing sleep. What do you think is going to happen mid-match against somebody who has been in this position dozens of times before. All of that could definitely come into play. Kyrgios, for him to win one set is minus 185 price. Pass. Even though it is likely to happen, minus 185 is still a really high price point. I'm not interested in spending anything like above 130. Now, the total for this is 38 and a half games. I'm personally not interested in taking the over Typically, I always want to look to taking an over um, as like a supplement to a features that I have or like a game spread, a game total, something, some type of prop. I don't like the over in this because I absolutely need to feel comfortable that this match is going a full five sets. And I'm not yet convinced that it is because one, Novak is the better returner. Novak knows how to handle those pressure point situations when you're playing the 40 alls, when you're playing the four alls, when you're playing the five alls. Novak has a game sense. He has the experience and he's been in the final how many times before? And plus Djokovic has the edge in tie breaks. If it is not mentally, if not mentally, does he have the edge? Then Djokovic also has the experience. 65% win rate in tie breaks compared to Kyrgios's 59%. Nine and three in tie breaks this year for Djokovic. Kyrgios is nine and eight. In a tie break situation, whether it is in the first set, especially in a fifth set tie break, it really comes down more so to if you are a big server, great. You better be playing somebody who can't return or two. If you are playing somebody who can return like Djokovic, then it more so than anything, it becomes so mental. Djokovic has that edge. So for me, the answer is I am simply writing with my Djokovic features. But if I had to make a prediction, then the only thing I've gone through everything, I was trying to look for a prop of how many aces there's going to be. No site seems to have aces. I would take the over. Both players clearly capable of knocking in some aces. Maybe odds for that are going to be out tomorrow, and I may make that a prop. But as of right now, at 11.56 p.m. in Austin, that prop is not available. So instead, the prediction that I'm coming up with is Djokovic to win in four sets at plus 245. If I am talking about the greatest grass court players of all time, I am looking to Pete Sanford, Roger Federer, and Novak Djokovic. Where does Nick Kyrgios stand on that list? Keep going. I don't know where he's at because we haven't seen it. This is his first time here. And you absolutely have to handicap that into whatever it is you want to make. 
whatever prediction you want to make, carry us to win, carry us to win a set, carry us to win two sets, whatever it is, you have to weigh in experience. And for me, I am largely weighing that. So for me, that's going to be the play. My prediction, I'll say the play, my prediction is Djokovic to win in exactly four sets at plus 245. I could definitely envision a scenario where Djokovic wins this in straight sets because some of those tiebreak situations, they get into a tiebreak, Djokovic ends up winning. 7-6, 7-6, 7-6. Tell me you can't see that happening. <laughs> Very well could. I trust him more in those. I trust Djokovic in those pressure situations. I trust Djokovic in a tiebreak. I trust Djokovic as the better returner. So for me, I don't see Djokovic losing, but it's very difficult to figure out how he's winning. It could happen in straight. It could go full five and go five fifth set tiebreak, of which, remember, it's a 10 point tiebreak. Definitely give the edge to Djokovic in that situation. So maybe I can look to the live line situation. Maybe you can look for a better money line for Djokovic if he goes down a set early, if he drops two sets, maybe make the comeback. Um, look for a tiebreak to happen at plus money at some point if it already hadn't happened. But if you are looking to take something pre-flop and you don't have a Djokovic to win Wimbledon at plus 110 like I do, then maybe the next best option is for Djokovic to win in four sets at plus 245. So follow me on Twitter at PamelaM35. You can check all of my stuff. I write everything at Yahoo. Everything is going up. An article, I pre my thesis that I wrote about, <laughs> that's going to be posted here up in the morning. But more so than anything, how about you tell me your prediction? Leave a comment below in the section. I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think Djokovic is winning? Do you think Kyrgios is winning? And how do you think it's going to get done? Will there be tie breaks? Is this going to be a nerve-wrecking situation for Kyrgios? Or is Djokovic going to have his back up against the wall because of just how big of a mess the serve he has? Let me know. Post your prediction in the comments below. And that does it for another episode of Stack of Sense.